going on down there? I hope Aaron's doing all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I thankfully <laughs> saw I saw the photo because he replied to it saying everyone's fine. So I was like, oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> is is this episode cursed? Yeah, basically, uh, it is. Um, it's like we it, made we made plans in advance to record this, and then a hurricane popped up that I had to prep for yesterday. Yeah, and then then some, uh, and then Aaron got, that, got that, some, that, some, some tiny wedge shaped car. It was two car. days ago. Well, well, it was two days ago. I couldn't do it because I had to go hurricane shopping, and then last night we couldn't do it because Aaron was completely burned out from his his move. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, and today you know, trucks on the side. He got yeah he got he got surprised t boned by a, a tiny wedge shaped car uh, running a red light right into his rear wheel uh, going by his Twitter post. Jeez. So I guess we're just uh, th- if you're tuning in by the way to this cold open, uh, uh, dearest listeners, we're talking about why why it's just me and TJ today. Aaron's fine. Aaron's fine. Well, he's fine with adrenaline on. We'll find out tomorrow if he's fine with adrenaline off, which yeah, is uh, that's an important the thing. thing. That's an important mm-hmm. thing about when you get in a car in a car even if you get, if you get bumped, your neck doesn't hurt till the next day. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping Aaron's doing all right. But yeah, we got to figure out which podcast sent that car because um, obviously it was from another podcast. Um, not necessarily a Transformers one, just a, you know another podcast. You feel threatened, and so the, you know they're sending tiny right, wedge right, shaped right, cars right. Uh, after our after our friends. I'm not afraid of you. Send a tiny wedge shaped car after me. Bring it. I will give it a tiger uppercut. I've been training for this my whole life. That and having a fist fight with a raccoon. I've been training for both these things my whole life. Uh, where, where me and the raccoon become like like Yakuza friends afterwards. But uh, hey, this is WTF at TFW. It's episode 624. Uh, I'm here. Uh, my name is, is Chris Vangelis Internet, and I'm also joined by TJ. Hi, TJ. Hello. Um... We're not. We're gonna make it through this one because we're recording at home, and so tiny wedge-shaped cars would have to actually plow into our our living spaces, and in my case, several stories into the air to interrupt this recording. So um, bring it, honestly. I'll call down the thunder. Don't jinx it. I'm in, I'm in Florida. There are storms out there. That was bad wording on my part. Uh, <laughs> poor wording on my part, even. Uh. But I will, <clears throat> I will, I will fill up the hubris cup and take a big sip uh, before we get into some. Uh, some we're going to talk about some transformers today, um, as, a, as a you know, kind of change of pace. Let's let's, let's talk about some uh, some transformers acquisitions, inquisitions. I got transformers. I'm so hi- I'm so hype. Yeah, I, fa- I found them walking around town, going to places that sell them. Like no. a normal person, like a normal ass person, I found Transformers. <laughs> I didn't have to pre-order them. I didn't have to go on Amazon and have to then hope Amazon didn't cancel things. I didn't have to pre-order things, plan to pay for them in six months, and then they show up a month or a week later. Uh, I, I went, I found them in person and bought some Transformers. How about you, TJ? Do you, you get any Transformers? Um, I did. I did not have like such a 
like an adventurous and natural experience. My Transformers <laughs> are artificially procured. I mean, that is the way of the world right now. Um, so I, I forgot to make a list, but uh, how many? How many you got? Um, uh, let's say five. Let's say five. five. There's, 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 there's a sixth one in there, but it's like, why would I talk about it? All right. Well, I, I got two, so maybe let's go. You, me, you, me, uh, and then we'll we'll flow from there. So you go, you go first. Give me, a, give me one of yours. Um, see, uh, I picked up the new core classes. Damn, those are out, and, aren't they? They are. And l- like, a, like a proper person who artificially acquires their stuff, I paid for them in the morning and then in the afternoon found them at a real location in mass quantities. <laughs> of course. That's how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is this is this the... Because core classes managed to so quickly become confusing, is this the shockwave wave but the other shockwave, not the shockwave everyone already has? It's, it's not... It's not that shockwave. No, this is... Uh, this is the studio. This is Studio Series Core Class, right? Because there's two now, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So Studio Series Core Class. That okay? I know who that is. Right. I'm on the. I'm on the level now. Here we go. Okay. Back All my right. Are we sure? Yep. Okay. So that this raises the question: Who do you want to hear about first? I almost bought Spike Witwicky several times while I was visiting my mom, but he was full price at Walmart, and I didn't want to pay it for him. So I'm curious if I missed out or not. Um, I can't tell you because he isn't in that wave I bought. Good lord. I'm so confused. <laughs> I have Ratchet and Wheelie. That wave? Oh, right. Spike was his own wave. Well, not Spike his own way. Never but... showed up in my area at all. I saw we like went from over. Very right, good, good. We went from like overstock on Bumblebee core class, and then like immediately into Ratchet and Wheelie. I never saw Spike. Well, Spike shipped with Shockwave and Ravage, so it didn't help that you could easily not really know if he was there because it's more of Bumblebee core class. Um, I believe anyway, no. because he's he's Studio Series. But okay, so I, I to this day I, I remain in mystery on him. So let's let's do Ratchet because he's going to be an Ironhide. He's a cute figure. He, you could say he's screen accurate to a, an animation error. <laughs> to an animation error. Um, I mean, screen accurate. I I do think is a little bit generous. He's a nice little tiny Ratchet, like. That's like I can't really take anything away from him in that. Like, it's it's shocking to me that at the at the core class size they have somehow figured out how to deal with all of his van mode without ter- like having a big chunk come off of it and turn it into a shield. Yeah, I need to look at a picture of no, it. Yeah. It works. The, it works the nice way, where like just the whole rear section of the van just folds up nicely into his lower legs, you know. And you know, it, it's not like horribly complicated. It's just like the natural order of things. Yeah, and then but, it, it, it's kind of funny because he gets debuted, and then they debut that Voyager Ironhide, who I you know, I still think looks fine, but like this almost looks a little cleaner in a way. 
I mean, granted, mm-hmm. he has no feet, mm-hmm. really. He has foot-shaped stumps, but still. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but no, not not a lot to not a lot bad to say about him. Um, like outside of like one hinge in the outside for the van mode, the van mode looks fine. And then the robot mode, like there's there is a little bit of oddness to the robot mode that gives me like uh, what was it, Energon Toline vibes, just like the way that his like torso just stops without sloping inward in any way. Oh, I see what you mean. Even the slope is toe-liney. Like, the, the convexness makes me think toe-line. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a part of me that really wants to make that custom when Ironhide comes out. Isn't it? Yeah, isn't it weird? Because, like, that was my, what my thinking. It's like, I, I want to see a Selects version of this as Energon toe-line under Legacy now. <laughs> uh, and then, we'll, you know, it'll, it'll make the uh, the Energon G1ers mad because he can't do the toe-line gimmick. And, I you know, I hear them. But I'd love to see him in those colors. I mean, I mean, it's just it's it's. I feel like it's natural at this point. Like, there's what there's not a lot of van transformers. No, no. You know, like we, no, we we do the two all the time. It's not fair. Did uh, did Ratchet actually come with a tiny diorama backdrop of the place where he dies? Yes, yes. S- super cute and morbid. I, I might actually keep that one. <laughs> I li- I like how like hard they're going into that like right down to like he doesn't have his traditional accessories he has that those two twin pistols he died with that he never yeah. used before no it's cool i mean and it also you know it answers a question for ratchet which is like how do we give him all the weird the diaclony things like that the circle with the the missile sticking out and whatnot it's like let's give him his two guns mm-hmm. from when he when he got bold and then died on the spot immediately <laughs> <laughs> um well, while we're t- while we're talking core class, might as well just flow into uh, Wheelie as well because I've been hearing uh, actually I've been hearing mixed things on him, but in a way that makes me excited to get him, having seen some side by sides. Mixed things, really. I have heard mixed hmm. things. I've heard good and bad because basically because of Titans Return Wheelie um, and the fact that they both look extremely different but good at the same time. Uh, it means that like. One of them is the perfect wheelie for someone, and one's the perfect wheelie for someone else. And it, it ah. leads to interesting conversations, I've found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think either is the perfect wheelie. Ooh. I'll take, yeah, I'll, I'll take that middle road. <laughs> um... I will. I will say for me, I do like him better than the Titans Return, but that mostly comes down to... Um, the deco choice I find is a lot better. I didn't like like the brighter tones they went with on the and and the dark like the brighter tones in the orange and the darker tone in the windshield. Hmm. You know, like I you know I kind of like I like the brighter colors. The like it's a more rich orange on uh, on the new one. Um, the only thing that irks me on that toy, like I actually really like the transformation. Like it's actually pretty clever for a core class if you haven't look, like looked into it his head ends up exactly where it does in the G1 toy oh to that's cool where you can, like, to the point where you can lift up the canopy and look at it right there <laughs> oh so the canopy lifts that's also pretty cool to hear yeah yeah the can yeah well it's part of the transformation but in this case you know it they threw in a they threw in an easter egg while they were at it uh uh, like the only oddity to the way he transforms is because his arms contains like his forearms contain the wheel wells for his uh, rear wheels. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think it's his rear wheels. Doesn't matter. 
his hands have nowhere to go, so they they do not fold in or rotate in at all. They just kind of like stick out the back of the car. Oh, I see them in the official shots. I never noticed them before. They were they were pretty well hidden in those angles. Oh, okay, so he's just got mm-hmm. hands chilling out in the back. Yeah. I mean, it's core class. I'm going to expect a little bit of sacrifice here. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, with yeah. the with the wheels literally in his forearms, yeah, I don't really see where they could have put the hands at the price point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it's it's a nice transformer. I like the robot mode. Uh, it's a pretty clean robot aside from a big butt. Hmm. A big butt that also is where you store his slingshot. So that's where I'd put it. I mean, if I had like a pocket back there, just a, a little, a little mm-hmm. insect, uh, ab, little in, insect butt like that, I'd, I'd just go stick my stick my slingshot. In. No one's gonna look in there. Who's gonna be a sicko? Who's gonna be a pervert? It's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, uh, my 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 judge of a good wheelie toy is can I get him in a pose that looks like he is firing the slingshot, and it it's a it's a little bit funky because you have to like use his uh, like his shoulder uh, hinges that he transforms with to kind of move his arms up to get the angles right, but yeah you can actually make a convincing slingshot pose. Oh nice, yeah so. That is my grade of a good wheelie toy. Yeah, I'm just looking at it side by side again. I think I think the reason why I like all the wheelies is because this new one is absolutely like youngest, most baby wheelie. And then Titan's Return is when he's like a tween and he's starting to get an attitude. And then you go up to uh, to Deluxe mm-hmm. GTO for when mm-hmm. he grows up to be an adult. And it's like we got all three parts of his life. Yeah. <laughs> He never gets old you know, because the, you know something happens. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, we got the three H comic where you know we know what happens to him. Exactly, exactly. It's it's been recanonized. <laughs> look, look. We we've got comic books now that show what happens when Wheelie sticks around too long. It's for the best. I read that comic a couple weeks ago. Finally, I binged through all four and uh, had a good time. Uh, last spot standing for those who don't know. I mean, if, by now, I feel like I don't need to recommend an IDW book because either you're gonna, you've read it already or you are, in some cases, tremendously aggressive about how much you don't want to read it. <laughs> I've discovered <laughs> from live stream chats over time. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, boy, howdy, does it get aggressive <laughs> at times. <laughs> uh, how dare you find enjoyment in things? It's just very, like, really, really wanting to make sure that I know that they don't read it. And I'm like, well, now I will take note of that in my little notebook. Um, and I, I've got that noted down, for the record. Uh, this is sounding a little, a little, a little catty of me. Maybe it is. You know, I've, hey, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little loopy today. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of, a lot of energy used today. So I'm, uh, I'm going to roll with it. Uh, no offense, man, though. I love you all. Um, and I, I I think I love this wheelie. I hope I can find him. He he looks more like uh like core class price point to me than Spike does. Something about Spike in person was like he's big, he's wide, but there was something about him where I'm like I wish he was three dollars less expensive because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what he turns I, into. <laughs> that's that's what exactly what I was about to ask. Because like, does it have to do with like? the transformation and the fact he's just going to become like a toaster on wheels. Yeah. Like there's something about it. That's like, 
less exciting, and thus it makes the... Because core class also is a little expensive for what it is nowadays. With, like, with all the price points going up, I think mm. core class suffered the most, oddly. Um, because it, it, yeah. it went from being really impulse cheap to being like, well, now I now I kind of got to think about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I actually agree that there's more like when you when there's more to the toy and that more substance, you can justify it a lot more than you can on such a, a small, simple figure. Yeah, there's there's more there's more wiggle room. There's more room for, you know, a little bit of brain fog. I should say not literally core class because I actually can't remember if core class is old enough to have been around for an old price point. But, you know, like the the smaller figure it, price point, basically. I mean, it started at nine ninety nine. And so like, like psychologically, you're staying under that ten dollar level. Mm hmm. Yeah, over here in Canada, it's uh, it's. I th- I'm gonna double check. I think it's it's gone past fifteen bucks now. Uh, <laughs> let's find out together, because <laughs> I, I I feel like that's what I had seen before. Um, oh, don't look at those ones. That's Amazon. That's where now it's thirty. Yeah, eighteen bucks. It's it's bumped up to eighteen something. Yeesh. Um, sixteen bucks at A3U. I guess down to fifteen bucks at one other place, but okay, sixteen bucks at GameStop. It's still it's it's a buck over fifteen now, which is psychologically rough because that's like now in the realm of an expensive fast food meal. So <laughs> I could I could get uh, you know I could get a fancy uh, mix something in place of that. So yeah, it's 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 a little bit brutal, but um, oh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad you got a hold of them. You know, art- artificial means or not, and hey, if you saw a whole pile of them, then it means you know, well. He's not Ironhide, but you might want to, if you want to do the custom, maybe just grab a ratchet for now so that most of, you have a mostly white copy so it's easier to paint. <laughs> it's true, but like, I keep thinking like, man, Ironhide's helmet would fit better. Just do everything but the, well, I guess you could, you could take a look, see if it looks like the head is, is swappable. Uh, cause we if just most... went over how core classes are hard to justify buying now. You really want me to buy two for the sake of this custom? <laughs> Possibly. You gotta, okay, who's red and has a ratchet-like head who's also a van? That's got to be... There's a MicroMaster, <laughs> isn't there? get a there? second project out of this. Wasn't oh, Tote? God, there's Tote. Yeah, you make Tote. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you can make, make Tote Line and Tote, core class. It's all four vans. There are no more. <laughs> um... Well, I'll pop over to one of mine. I'll, I'll do the first one I found. Basically, I put a Twitter video up. I went to two different GameStops. There are now fully GameStops. It's kind of sad. In uh, in, my, in my hometown, one in the Eaton Center, one across the street from the Eaton Center. And it, at both of them, I found completely different robot women. So go me. I went to I went to the gamer stores, and I found women. Um, and so my first woman is uh, Legacy Alita 1, who was the one and only Wave 2 Legacy toy in the store, who and just sitting at the front of the store on one of the little, like, island end caps. So I was like, I guess this is meant to be. Um, I believe we talked about Alita 1 last time, because I just recently looked at the topic list, because after we record this, I'm going to post the last one. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll go on a little bit. Um, just as I'd hoped, uh, I really like... Uh, Legacy Alita One. I love the shape of her car mode. It's so like I want to use the word perfect, but it kind of is. It's like short but wide, but flat but thick a little bit. Like it's just got good car shapes. It, it's offbeat compared to your standard Transformer car. Yeah, she she has like a Tobot 
uh, Hello Carbot kind of look, like a, like a Korean robot almost. Um, and I like it a lot. Uh, I, I like the transformation a lot. Like I, I was actually a little bit surprised how much her upper body is just chilling out in robot mode position, but like they 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 do clever things to like make you feel like there's still stuff happening. The way that her arms tab in in two places, for instance. Um, the way that there's there's a lot of backpack, but it doesn't look like a lot of backpack when she's a robot, in my opinion. Um, it's 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 neat. Uh, I like the modular backpack. Like I, I've found like I think three or four different positions the shoulder thingies can do without really bending the uh, the T rod that they're on. Um, the only problem on mine is like her her ankle joint because it flips 180 degrees for the transformation and it's just one piece. Uh, in robot mode, the ankles are fine. Actually, in car mode, her feet kind of flap around a bit on the back. Uh, really? Yeah, because the, the the frictions kind of stops a little bit when I when I fold them into car mode position. So if I bump them with my fingers, they kind of just flap. They 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 jiggle a little bit, um, which is not the biggest problem in the world. And I'm actually kind of happy because I I spent a, a good two seconds just assuming her feet didn't do anything when she transformed and because. From the front, they still look fine when they're in bot mode position, and there's just a big hole on the back, but you, you fold them in, you fill that in, you get four more 5mm ports on the back, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, and uh, she's very, I think she's very poseable. Uh, Balt Matrix had tweeted me something about her commonly uh, sometimes having a, a, a loose leg, but I didn't find a, on mine at least, I couldn't really find a joint on the leg that felt pointedly loose. I'm not sure what the common thing was. I didn't look into it. Did you have that? I forgot. No. Uh, mine seemed fine. Okay. Yeah, because on mine, if anything, maybe her outward hip motion on one leg was a little bit less stiff than the other, but it didn't, like, flop. It was still, like, holding position. Um, I, I did find that the, the collapsing hinges when you when you turn her into robot mode, like, that collection of hinges around her knees... They don't, like, click into place, so she can get a little bit knock-kneed when you're posing her if you don't, like, you know, adjust things. Um, but uh, the, the only other thing about her where I was kind of hoping I was clever and it didn't work, I wanted to turn her head 180 degrees for car mode so she's not staring right down at the floor. Um, and I think that actually puts her her face in scratch proximity of some stuff. So I decided not to because her face seems to be painted over over pink plastic. Um, oh, and the, the, the two guns she has are different molds. That's already well known, but like it was neat to see it like in action and how like the little the subtle little angles that they assume when you put them together, so they're not just stock side by side. Like it it, it helps them mount on her car mode. Uh, yeah, she's a good figure. Uh, I'd love to grab Minerva. I'd love to grab one or two other colorways of this. Um, Legacy is two for two on uh, on uh, female robots. Uh, it, it's kind of a shame we don't have one in Wave Three to keep the train going. You know, that could have been a place for Strongarm uh, to pop in, but yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll 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 bring it up if I get a chance to someday. <laughs> um, yeah, some far off future, maybe, maybe. I'm kind of fingers crossed that we may, maybe we have a Q and A sesh after PulseCon happens, and I can I can. Uh, mention how really cool these figures have been and how maybe they could uh, they could try to get one a wave uh in in legacy season two uh if, if possible um 
unless PulseCon's where they finally show that stuff. Like, I, do you think they're, the PulseCon's just going to be where they – we're going to talk about them in a bit. Do you think that's where they're going to reveal stuff people have been buying for the last week? Is that going to be the pattern <laughs> continuing? <laughs> I would hope that PulseCon, of all things, is going to have something we haven't seen. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to say – I don't want to say, hey, guy, I, I don't want to be like, here's your first look at the packaging on Velocitron Wave 2, where we already bought them in Canada. Uh. Yeah, because that's, that's not even the leak. That's just, they came out. Sorry. <laughs> uh, or like, what I was hearing about that Zap Astro Megazord, was that like, that didn't mm-hmm. leak? That just went up on the press FTP or whatever? <laughs> so Hasbro put it up? They just didn't say anything. Uh, it's weird. Um, but uh, TJ, let's 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 bounce back over to you uh, for another one of your another one of your gots. So, um, so keeping with I guess Legacy Wave Two Deluxes, I got the other two: Wild Rider and Knockout. Ooh, um, is is Knockout feeling good? Because I like that Jazz Mold, and none of mine have had bad things happen to them. So I'm kind of I'm kind of into that Knockout, but I haven't read up on how he turned out. So, uh, mine turned out pretty fine. Like, he, right. he feels, yeah, like, I, I don't have any, mine doesn't have any, like, issue, like, no floppiness because it's a reused mold or anything like that. Like, he's as, he's as solid as Jazz was. You know, you only, like, I would beat a dead horse and say there's too much translucent plastic, but, like, got everyone sick of me saying that. Which is why yeah. I didn't say anything. <laughs> and it's kind of, I think it's kind of known now that, like, like, I think my only question on Knockout yeah. was like, I wonder if they would if they would change any to opaque and if that would play well with the materials or not. But that's about it. Mm. Uh, the the toy itself is still fine. Like, um, I don't find it as egregious of a of a shift as like Bulkhead, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's a little it's a little bit more natural. Uh, I, I do think that is helped in part by. Some of the IDW 2.0 that I've read giving him such a spotlight. Yeah, him being in uh, in uh, the that Wreckers, uh, the, the IDW 2 version of Wreckers, like, it, you know, he's now in my mind's eye. That's IDW 2 Knockout, and it, it really legitimizes that toy before he got revealed. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, it, I, I, th- I think it definitely helps just, like, kind of, like, ease into that toy design a little bit. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not like shocked from like, oh my god, it's a prime design with a nose. Yeah, I mean, I think that like, might have gone on on here when they revealed him. Like, they gave him a nose, but they also gave him the sexy, uh, the Kikider Common Rider like teardrop scars, and like, <laughs> you won me over with another <laughs> facial detail. Now he's sexy again with a nose. So, grats. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I think I think so far he's my favorite of the G oneified Prime designs. Um, mm. That's partially because he comes from a good base figure as well, but also I think yeah he just I mean it's knockout he looks good. Like yeah, well uh, outside of him I guess let's let's because uh, Wild Rider is completely new now right because now now that we're getting into like the reveal of the foot mode of breakdown it's starting to do that thing combiner teams do when they're not all out, but we've seen parts of all of them. So, Wild Rider is the other main deluxe mold, so he's completely new. So there's there's no mm-hmm. drag strip in him at all, right? Right. Okay. Uh, 
I've heard lots of mixed things about him as well, but I didn't look into specifics. How are you feeling about him? I, w- I wish he had some drag strip in him. I th- oh, <laughs> I think that's the thing. This, I think that's appropriate here. So, um, I don't know what Hasbro was going for with the backpack on the toy. Because he's got the windshield that folds that, that folds over, and that's for the, the Menasaur foot mode, okay. But it doesn't fold down as far as it looks like it can. Like, like there's a hard limit to how far it can fold back. And yeah. the, the backpack has to rest against there no matter how you configure it. You can leave it as just, like, the front third of the car, or you can take the sides off and lower them down, but they don't have any, like, connection point there they don't have anywhere that they can uh they don't have anywhere that like they secure they just kind of hang off to the side so you're trading like kibble that appears over the shoulder for kibble that appears around uh, around the back so and neither Hmm. one really looks satisfying like it in every sense like i just keep looking at the windshield that's like that feels like like a double hinge or just like a differently placed hinge could have made this go down farther and i could have compressed this more it it just i i i i literally don't know like it just it it feels like it, it just feels incomplete it, it just feels it feels like someone was not really paying attention to like how tight they could get that and like and that's just me guessing because like like i said i have no idea what they were going for yeah, I, I've seen, like, because there's, there's a lot of ways to take it, because there's, like, a, there's a capishness to it, which is a little bit original, but, like, and that's the, that's the part of it that I'm the most into, is if one defines it as kind of cape-like, because then I'm like, okay, like, I, you know, it's new, but I like, I like funny capes on Transformers, so, you know, let's go for it. I saw an interesting thing, which is that some of the weird hingery on that backpack is, like, and I was like, you know, there is a chance. Is it might allow the wheels on the backpack to assume a slightly more G1 cartoony position when moved in very specific ways, where they sit in like a weird way that they sat on his shoulders or something. And not in, not accurately, but just to like get them near the same spot in a funny way. And I, and I was looking at it, and I was like, you know, I wouldn't put it past this being maybe the thing, but that's also super friggin' weird. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd rather just go for cape, if I was going to try to determine what that backpack is. Um, cape, but that's jetpack, some, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. And, and Alita's backpack is, it seems like the same concept, but done better in every, in like, almost every way. Uh, with just modular moving parts. But they look good in every position. And then with this one, it's like, you gotta, like, even if me being into the cape, like, I can't really, you know, deny that there's a funny-looking T with his front bumper on it kind of just floating. Um, yeah, it's weird, because I also, I don't hate it. It just looks weird to me. But that yeah, seems like like I said, it's just an odd choice. Like if you see it from the side and you just like all the parts that look like they should fit together and don't, it's just weird. Yeah. Uh honestly, like the rest of the toy, like honestly, like 
I think drag strip spoiled me. Because, <laughs> like, for what drag strip has to do, drag strip is a toy that has to split in half into two clean parts. And there's still some really clever and smart engineering to that toy to make it work and function. Wild Rider, all he had to do was just flip his front end up. By comparison, there's very little. In fact, that's basically just part of his G1 transformation. And the rest of the toy just feels like there's no real inspiration to it. The transformation is just bare bones basic. Like, it just feels like it goes through the motions. Like, which is not... After Drag Strip, it's not how I wanted a uh, Stunticon experience to go. It's, you know, at least not like Wild Rider, who's always been my favorite one. Hmm. This um, this actually makes me more, more now like more excited to to mess with Dead End, knowing that Dead End is very Drag Strip ish, but with the car mode of a Wild Rider. Uh, even though he looks kind of weird, I'm I, I'm more into that weird. I think. Um, unless the hand feel side of the backpack ends up clicking with me in some funny way, which is always possible. But you're right. It's weird that the one that seems to have compromises for something is the one that's not using those compromises to really do something in the combiner mode. <laughs> As opposed to literally splitting in half and hiding it really well. That's weird. Um... Is there anything, like, nothing feels, like, weird or fragile on him, right? Like, he still, like, works fine? No, nothing feels, yeah, nothing feels fragile or anything. It's just, I don't know, it just, it feels uninspired. Yeah. Like, it, it feels, it feels like because there was no real engineering challenge to him, there wasn't really, like, th- there really wasn't a drive to make him, like, special the way Dragstrip came out. Yeah. It's so odd because there's there's something about that cape that's like creative but unrealized. And this is, I'm going to hit my refrain once this episode. If the cape feels like something that I would see in a piece of media and then get really into, like it's a jetpack or something, and like that's a that's a thing that that he does in Legacy Verse is like his backpack goes chunk and opens and then rocket boosts him into the sky or something, and that'd be super cool. Um, but like I'm, I'm making it all up. So, I don't know. <laughs> Head um, cannon, save me. I mean, that's that's that happens to me a lot. Thankfully, I like my headcanon a lot, so I'm I'm all good. But <laughs> uh have you tried uh, have you tried f- um uh calf moding him yet? I have, I have. Does he uh, chunk in there? Again. Yeah, oh, it chunks it. It's actually like super like super tight like it takes like a lot of like that 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 tight where you have to have everything just completely smoothly lined up before you start pressing things in or just you're just going to get too many things clashing yeah it's like it's a it's a super snug fit you know it's like and i, I like it's not as like a bad thing or anything but like he ain't, he's not going anywhere no matter what you do with menasor he's not budging I mean that's what you want to hear because Menasaur's got lots of ratchets. So even down there at the you know at the below the knee level, there's a bunch of ratchets, and that could vibrate a a toy right off of the exoskeleton if it didn't clip on well or, or peg on well. Well, that's I mean that's that's good. Um, 
I, I know a lot of folks are not necessarily into like what he does on Menasaur, but as long as he stays fastened on there, especially given how little he does do, uh, <laughs> that's good to hear. Um, are you still? Uh, you still? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're still going to chase down the other ones as they come out. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I'm sold on Motormaster enough by himself to go. Yeah, yeah. Like at this at this point, it's just two to go. And I do want to see Menasaur complete at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, there's never going to be a part of me that is going to want to take Wild Rider off the leg and play with it by itself. Like, and it's it, going it's... to be that... Good, good. Yeah, it's it's going to be that collector thing of, I put the combiner together, it's now sitting in a shelf, and that's where it lives forever. It's got to be a buzzkill to know that breakdown is probably the uh, I'm kind of hoping that's a that's a that's a pulse con hope is like maybe breakdown will not, will be as different from this as uh as dead end is from drag strip and there'll be something interesting going on there cuz it would be a shame if breakdown was just this basically knowing that this is also most opinions I've seen a lot weaker than drag strip It must be pretty cool that Dragstrip also is coming out in his own special G2 deco that he can just buy on his own for several. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, still super curious what the rest are going to be named for, like, actually giving new identities to the G2 Stunicons. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I got some I got some ideas. I'll, uh, I'll get... That, that will actually be coming up. Um, well, I'll pop over to my other uh, acquisitions. I went to the other GameStop where I found another, another uh, pink woman robot um and this one was again the only one from its wave uh at least in its price point there was also a a, a studio series 86 junk heap but um i don't actually want to this feels really weird to say given how much i love the junkions i'm not in a rush to get junk heap because i liked ss86 wheel uh, uh Rekgar, but not enough to actually get super hype on junk heap i want to get junk heap at some yeah. point but um I'm kind of I'm kind of in that same boat. Like Junk Heap's actually like kind of hard to find around here now. Like I, I see Rekgar more than I see uh, Junk Heap at this point. But it was never like it was never a mold that made me want to go. Oh, I I, I got to do the Junkion thing. Like I get one so I can ride the other. Like the, just something about it. It's just like not hitting me enough to want two of them. Yeah, like in in person, I'll say Junk Heap's new parts and his color layout, like they look great in person. And I was like, "Hey, money, no object. Sure, I'll grab them." But like it, making a choice, I was actually way more hyped to grab Studio Series eighty six RC, uh, who I had not watched any coverage of, and I feel like she only got announced like yesterday. Still, <laughs> so I was a little, I kind of double took when I saw her on the shelf because I was like, I did not know she was out yet. Uh, and uh i i think she's pretty cool um the like the best way to describe her having not handled masterpiece rc yet is it's almost cruel how she's just doing everything that earthrise rc did but better like everything uh, from top to bottom she 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 makes earthrise rc not have a purpose anymore unless you have red cog and normal cog and really love the Netflix show and want to do the thing they did or you love the hoverboard, I guess. Uh, cause she's just better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. T- 
top to bottom better? Like, holy crap. Uh, and it's really simple, too. She's not even, she doesn't even transform that differently, which is really weird to say. Like, uh, but it feels night and day. And, and my understanding is a lot of the things she does that I like better are tricks that are possibly uh, cribbed off of Masterpiece RC. I haven't looked into it. But, like, she she folds up under the car more. When you look under the car, you don't see a woman staring back at you. You actually see, like, you, st- you see her arms and her legs and her head, but they're they're in positions that are not the same positions they're in when she's a robot. Uh, her shoulders are, but everything else, like, like I instinctively had her arms just down at her side when I tried transforming her without instructions, because I was like, I can just do this, she's just going to be under there, and then I had to look at the instructions to see how her arms worked, and I was like, oh, they go up? Into those little pockets? <laughs> they they use space? on Wow! Uh, <laughs> her legs form a shape and tab into something? Wow! <laughs> like, that's how... That's, that's how much I, I had been, I guess, damaged by by uh, Earthrise RC. The expectations have lowered so much. Yeah. I was like, her chest is the front of the car? Wow! Uh, and then, like, the, you know, a bunch of the car folds up in a bunch of different directions to store in the... Like, she has a backpack, but, like, her backpack feels on par with Cyberverse RC's backpack. Uh, in a, in, and I mean that as a compliment. And then, like, uh, the the only problem I have with her is I wish her midsection joints, like, I wish something clicked in a little bit more satisfyingly, but at least currently they're stiff enough that you can also make use of them as, like, a multi-hinge, like, mid-torso joint to a degree. Uh, I, I just wish something in there kind of went, like, when I moved it in place. But um, she's, like, good, I think. I would call her good with the caveat that she's a good G1RC trying to look like the cartoon and maybe this should be maybe the last time we ever do this because i don't think there's anything else to do to improve this uh no no i think we got to just give up now we've d- not give up we need to accept we succeeded uh, to the best of our ability and just make her a better robot mode design because yeah I, you're not gonna yeah, get it's... better than this <laughs> No, no, you're you're not. Like it's just we we acknowledge it's physically impossible. Like yeah. RC just does not have the mass to do what it's supposed to do. This is not a bad figure to do. Like this is fine. Like yeah. she works better than any RC I've seen and still looks like she does in the cartoon. I mean, I should I should say when I say all this, I mean like deluxe mainline RC who's trying to look like cartoon RC. Like that, you know, that it's not even a very niche thing. That's what all the cartoon RCs other than the Masterpiece have been, basically. Uh, and it's and it's, what's kind of cool is when I transformed her, I was like, you know, she even can kind of mimic when you watch her transform on screen because she turns into a car and then the way her legs fold underneath, she, she girl walks a little bit, but she kind of did that in the cartoon. Like she kind of um, blobbed into a car and sank down onto her own legs. And so the, this actually kind of does that motion, and I'm like, yeah, you're, you, you've, you've done it to the best of physics allowing you to do this. Uh, any other RCs from, even G1 RCs from here on out, just redesign the robot mode a little bit, and and just clean slate. Her legs never have to be that thin again. 
you can just put car parts mm-hmm. on them. <laughs> it it was amazing, like a transformer. Yeah, it, it was amazing having her and Legacy Alita One at the same time because Legacy Alita One is like takes that feedback on the legs. It's like her legs are made of the back of the car. Hooray! <laughs> You've already solved half the problem. Uh, like, uh, and 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 I will say, like you know, the for a transformation that f- should be a lot more. A lot about the way that her her transformation works, it should feel a lot less stable, and and a lot of things don't even necessarily click into place, but everything just goes where it's supposed to go and kind of holds there, and it feels satisfying to do, which is also rare uh, on a on a deluxe RC. Like I I, uh, I know the big comparison is the thrilling thirty one because there is no comparison to the Earthrise one, uh, and and. Honestly, I think I like this one more than the Thrilling Thirty, but I see how that that could be a really subjective conversation. I think this one is doing stuff I like more, though. I mean, the the Thrilling Thirty has the advantage that it's actually trying to use parts of her robot mode to form parts of her vehicle mode. Like you can see her legs in the vehicle mode. Like they're mm. trying to do something. Um, I feel like the resculpt for the for Studio Series eighty six is trying to hit that perfect blend of we acknowledge that a show accurate car can only be accomplished by a shell, but you know here is a robot that can carry it well on top of that. Yeah, and and the back half of the car mode like actively transforms, which is also really nice. Like and not mm-hmm. not just not just fold fold chunk you know and, and shove it under the rest of the backpack but like multiple panels like collapse in on themselves to form like I think a fairly pleasing shape uh, so that the backpack at least looks like the backpack looks intentional as opposed to looking embarrassed right like it, it's just a little thing uh, but yeah I, I'm really into it and like and yeah I just I. I think I kind of like transforming this one a little bit more than the Thrilling 30. Um, just a touch. Uh, mostly in the legs. And it's because the Thrilling 30 is trying to do something even more like risky and, and, and a little bit more with gusto with the legs. And then this one, if the back of the car didn't come together so satisfyingly on mine, I would probably feel a little bit different. But like, I actually really like transforming at least my copy. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, and I've, I've kind of taken a bit of a, a, a swing in the dark on this one. I was really not sure, and I was like, I don't know if I, like, I don't know if I'm being an idiot buying this, uh, considering how I kind of dodged the Earthrise one. And when I say dodged it, I have Elita one and I have Paradron Medic, so like, you know, I didn't really dodge it. I have two copies of it. I just don't have the pink one. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would say if you are just down with RC, like, don't don't go into this one feeling that that pang of ugh and oh god what am i doing like you might have from the earthrise one like this this is really solid stuff i think for what it's doing um and yeah, that's that's my uh, that's th- those are my gets uh toy wise uh, uh transformers wise uh tj how about you was there anything left on yours um uh, yeah i do have one more to go over all uh, right that is uh shattered glass magnus Oh yeah, he's out too. I saw photos. Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you, how do he turn out? And is, is the head swap actually feasible to do on him? Because I don't know anymore after that creature's collide feedback. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, happy to say that is a very simple, like standard head swap: pull head off, push head on, you're done. Nothing, okay. <laughs> nothing to it. Um, I, what was hilarious to me is like we we just got this thing. Like we we know from like and Hasbro's been talking about it. Like there's a certain size to each box that they put out, and like it's actually in a lot of cases cheaper for them to like oversize a box than to like form fit each and every one. Mm. Uh, so like, uh, what I'm saying is like the box he comes in is ridiculous because it's the same like basic box that Jetfire was shipped in. <laughs> so okay. it, it's it's designed for commander size, but you can fit. Yeah, but but like it's just like him just floating in the middle of it. It looks like you can fit three Magnuses in it. That's kind of funny. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's funny when you look at the like an actual inbox picture because he's just, it looks like he's just kind of peeking out over the window. I gotta go take a look at this. Hang on, because <laughs> I, I was gonna say like like that Magnus toy is also not like not terribly tall for a leader. He's more wide, right? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> he looks so tiny in there. Oh, that's adorable. Oh man! But the the toy itself is again, it's Kingdom Magnus. Like, there's no like twist to it outside of yes, you have like the traditional shattered glass skull faced head, and then you can swap on the Delta Magnus head if you so choose. Uh, beyond that, it's basically the same Magnus that we've had for the last three years. It still works fine. Like, there's still nothing wrong with it it's like the the molds held up everything's still nice and firm uh it's just i i feel like i feel like because it's so much bulkier than your stand like like the the traditional like shattered glass magnus is the laser con laser optimus mold yeah right it, right it's not it's not the g1 so i i feel like this is in a weird in the in the weird way that like shattered glass has just kind of become like Hasbro's excuse to release any kind of like random villain they have on deck. You know, like we're getting like we're getting Flame War and Slicer. Uh, they're they're just Decepticons. Like they're not shattered in any way. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like this is just kind of their cheeky way of getting Delta Magnus out. Which I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> yeah, I I don't argue it. Like it's, I've always wanted that deco. I've watched Magnus after Magnus go by where I can't get a powered convoy out of it. But hey, they finally did one. Yeah, because I mean, I I think the skull head is a really good looking sculpt, and maybe in person it's different. I just don't think it really works that well on a bulky G one Magnus like shape. Yeah, it it's too. It's too angular, especially with, like, the more natural shapes to it, especially in the face, to go with, like, super blocky, boxy G1. Yeah. I'm just looking at some other photos of it, and it just, it just sticks out like a sore thumb to me, and, and like, yeah, the it's not even needing to be the RTS, like, the lithe Laser Prime, but Laser Prime just being a bit slimmer, I think, like, a slimmer body works better with that head sculpt. Uh, mm-hmm. like it doesn't look bad, but yeah, like knowing the Delta Magnus head is, is in there, I think because I, I never got Kingdom Magnus, 
I think if I, I, if I picked it up, it would just be like, yeah, I'm just going Delta Magnus and having a cool head sculpt to use on something maybe down the road. <laughs> yeah, there, there's still that part of me that's like, you know, I still have my Combiner War Magnus. That's still, I think, my go-to Magnus. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a, it's a nice way of having both of those molds on hand. I know, like my my only grievance there is like if you're gonna release it as Delta Magnus, why did you tampograph that purple Autobot symbol in? Like yeah, at that point, just like, like give me a give me a sticker. Let me have a choice. Like Slicer isn't Slicer like getting around that if I recall correctly. I mean, I know like they're like they're like I know like Flame War is getting like a red Decepticon symbol. Like she's. Like a good, like a like a good good guy character, mm-hmm. but I've seen it, everything in the comics says she's not. Like, I don't know what the, again. Like, I I feel like it's just an excuse to put villains out. That's odd. I need to read those comics because I I keep forgetting that those like those comics last spot standing was sticking out to me so much. I kind of forgot the shattered glass books were happening. Um, so I want to I want to catch up on those uh, and, and see what they're doing in there. But yeah, it's it's weird, and it is kind of like this kind of odd second um, select line, but everyone gets to also be shattered glass, and, and yeah, I don't mind it. It, it. the The packaging motif is really gorgeous that they're using. Um, but yeah, you get you get weird things like this. Del- like I'm just looking at the cover, the comic cover with this shattered glass Magnus on it, and like I feel the art slims him up a bit in a way that makes him kind of kind of look a little bit better. Um, with the skull head on because it, it looks a bit bigger the skull head being so small between those shoulder smoke stacks makes it feel like it's kind of lost yeah y- yeah like like there's just something about the way it angles up off of his neck that just makes it look like it's just like not connected the right way mm. yeah that's a shame though because it, it, it looks like it's a really nice sculpt uh but no, it's good to hear that like nothing's really wrong with him. Like he's turned out fine. Um, it's got a got a weird looking weapon, actually. <laughs> <laughs> is that wait? Is that just the laser? Is that just from the leader class laser prime that weapon? Or is that um, like new? I I think the weapon's just the one that Magnus has had since siege. Oh no! I mean the the sword axe thing. Oh, the sword! I you know I totally forgot it comes with that. Because <laughs> I'm 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 so focused on that just being Delta Magnus, I completely ignored that. Yeah, that's True. from that's from uh, that's from the new Laser Prime. Okay, okay. Yeah, never mind. I forgot Laser Prime had the 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 axe part because I I, I kind of don't really use it that much. Um. Uh, all right. Well, uh, if that if that hits all of our uh, our acquisitions uh, inquisitions for now, we've we've got a couple little pieces of news we can talk through. Um, s- sudden, there, there's an event, Takara Tomi Hobby Expo. Suddenly, we've seen the physical debut of a of a prototype of uh, masterpiece Gatai Raiden Raiden, the Trainbot Combiner. Um, who uh, you know, I think like like for what he is. He satisfies me seeing what he looks like. That's kind of what I was expecting him to look like. Obviously, it's it's a great proto. There's a couple things that are a little bit rickety looking on him. Like one of his shoulders, there's a, a piece of uh, of wheel stuff kind of just like 
obviously it's supposed to fold up more tightly and it's just kind of dangling there right now. Um, he's remarkably asymmetrical all up his legs, like right up to where they connect to the hips, which that, that actually kind of surprised me a bit. Um, and, uh, otherwise like, like I think he looks good, uh, for a big guy made of trains. I really wish I knew how the parts connect together. Cause it's hard to tell on the gray proto. I find I, I watched the transformation video. I linked that in the topic list because because the second one, one of the, the first leg bot uh, Getsue is coming out soon, or is out now. And uh, they put up uh, Takarotomi put up a CG short, which is really really nice looking, but tremendously short. And then they put up a transformation instructional, and you can tell there that the legs are gonna slide onto a thick T bar of some kind, which is good. That's a good way to connect legs. I really want to know how the shoulders connect though. And and I would really like to know how the torso part, parts come together. Uh, have you been able to spot it at all? Because I, I haven't I haven't seen all the photos up close, but I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned it already. Because that gray proto, everything just bleeds together. It's really hard for me to tell where one train ends and the other one begins. Yeah, like, I'm I, I'm like I'm staring at like photos and just like the back shots of it now. It's like I'm not even sure how his pelvis works, let alone trying to figure out where his, you know, what his torso is doing. It's weird. Yeah, he doesn't have an obvious groin, but he doesn't look like he's missing it either. It's just it's weird. Like I can I'm I'm looking at the shots from like the like an angled shot from his back and I can see where the hip joint is. Like I can see the skirt over it and then I look at the front and I'm like where did it go? Yeah. It's it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just <laughs> weird. Uh yeah, and those back shots, I was so hoping the back shots would maybe, like, clue me in a little bit on what's going on with the shoulders, but it's all hidden behind, like, the winged stuff. Um, and, it, and there is a lot of bulk everywhere, and my one concern, basically, my, my biggest concern with this is if you pose, if you if you combine them into Raiden and you pose him, does stuff just start decoupling everywhere? That's my biggest concern, because that, that would be very frustrating. Um, I mean, the, and I, I, that's the last thing a train should do. So yes, yes, that too. Um, <laughs> train train should not decouple. It's uh yeah it's it you you have to think like I mean it's entirely Takara engineered. So you got to think they're accounting for the weight in here somewhere. Like whatever is connecting all these massive things together has got to be sturdy enough to hold all of this up, or else they're not going to go through with it in the first place. I, I, I mean, I, I, I wish I could say like, well, look at the prototype; it's standing just fine. But you look at the back shot, and there's like, there's like, plastic bars glued onto it, holding this thing together for dear life. Yeah, because I mean, the there are parts of this that are not going to be out for like another six to what eight months, right? So the something like a, something like that. Yeah, there's there's still yeah. a very prototype nature to this this thing that they're displaying yeah, right now. So. Yeah, so um, the one who got these photos, uh, uh, Gamerlingual, I want to mm-hmm. properly credit because there's a lot of legwork, uh, got to ask a Takara rep for a lot of this, and apparently they still don't even know about putting a waist joint in this thing. Oh, dang. That ex- so, that explains yeah, so- the lack of pelvis, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so even with this thing, like, 
with figures coming out and a full production prototype on display, they're still not done figuring out how this is going to work. That actually explains a lot because this this looks very proof like like uh, not proof of concepty, but it looks proof of concepty for certain aspects of function of functionality it's going to be doing. Um, I, I still think it is exciting though. I think it looks really neat. Uh, I like I like the the greebly aesthetic it's going for, like with the realistic train modes. I think it's it's uh, they're they're carrying it decently. I know there's always going to be the comparison to the Moon Studios version, and I mean they're aesthetically they are going for very different things. Uh, I think the Moon Studios version's shoulder connections are a disaster waiting to happen as the years go on. I'd love to be wrong. I just am, I am still aghast at how that thing's shoulder connections work for the the combined mode. Um, I think I've yelled about it on here, but I've yelled about it in a lot of places that it's like, it's, it's like not just friction, but it sure looks like it's just friction. <laughs> uh, and apparently it holds and that's good, but like, I don't, I don't like, I, I hate going to the whole thing of like, tell me in a year or two how it's holding together, but like very specifically the way the moon studio shoulder connections work. I'm like, no legit though. I don't trust those to last past a couple years uh, as plastic just gets used. Like I don't know, TJ, if you've seen how those ones work or not. Uh, I don't think I have, no. So it's a it's a kind of classic um, kind of aughts uh, style combiner peg, like a round sort of hexagonal peg on the shoulder sticking out mm-hmm. of the torso. Mm-hmm. And then the arm bots clamp onto it and the socket is split between both legs. So you, you, you clamp the socket together around the peg and it's all just tabs and like it holds, but you know what I mean? How I'm like, I don't really trust that. Yeah. Where it's like that holds and maybe it will hold forever, but like, that's just really off putting to me. Like the way that that works. Yeah, because that's the the same force it takes to get that apart is the same force you're putting on it to use it. Yeah, and and it mostly disappointed me because on on the Moon Studios one, the legs also use a really nice like sliding like kind of you know T bar style like a sliding linkage connection with a door that closes on the back after you you slot the thing in. Like it, it looks and works like a train uh, linkage in a really cool way. And then seeing how the shoulders work, I was just like, for crying out loud, y'all! Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like is that is this a victim of you trying to get the, the Moon Studios trying to get that that version out so fast? Because they they speed ran releasing that thing, um, and yeah, it, it's it's a shame because I, I I I was really into how it looked, but like those shoulder connections really put me off. And on this one, I'm really concerned about uh, the more toyetic like off hanging pieces everywhere, and like I I hope that they chunk together in a solid way but like I, I really gotta know like I'm not I haven't bought any of them yet because I kind of want to wait till they're all out and I can see some good coverage of it and figure out if it's going to satisfy my needs on a tactile level uh mm-hmm. I don't know TJ if you're even considering this or not or if you've just been spectating it uh, n- uh no no like I, I don't have any connection to Raiden nor do I have a uh a desire to drop a thousand dollars on a figure that I still do not see like the full function of. Yeah. Yeah. That's always like the thing to me about this one is that like, that's a lot of money to commit and just have to like trust that this is all actually going to work. 
when it's done. And like genuinely, like I'll, I understand that de- with development, you know, if it's true, you know, we still haven't figured out the the waste joint and whatnot. Like that's fine, but like I wish, and Moon Studios is guilty of this too, and a lot of combining toys uh, are becoming guilty of this. I think if it's a combining toy with an articulated combined mode, you've got to show how the linkages work early on, so that like there's going to be people who don't care, but there's going to be a lot of people who would jump on if they have confidence in the linkage mechanisms. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I feel like as a layman, I fully admit I'm a layman at this and I, and I don't know this as an expert, but like, I feel like solving the linkages should be an early thing. And I I think it is in a lot of cases now, but I I think it's really got to be like forefronted that knowledge. Like this is how the linkage will work on, on the different robots combining together. Just to give that confidence that, like, even if the individual parts kind of, you know, maybe fall apart here and there, or one's better than the other, at least the way that they connect, I know how they're going to work. So, yeah. It's weird. And I I don't want to dunk on the Moon Studios one a ton, because I know a lot of people like it, and there's plenty of good reasons to like it. I just was, I was so, like, borderline gaping when I saw how the shoulders worked. Because <laughs> I was already, I was already be like, damn, this thing looks cool. I'm down with this. I saw how the shoulders work, and I was just like, what the... F-? <laughs> and he has a giant gun, too. So when you pose him with his arm forward holding a giant gun, and it's all on this, like, s- this naturally split and re-splittable socket, I was just like, come on. <laughs> Those uh, tabs are just like, those tabs are just like the scene in Spider-Man with the boat, just him holding the two together <laughs> for dear life. Like I, I think there are a lot the way the, the way I think it works. I because I haven't handled one. I think there's a lot of them, and I think they grip onto a part that doesn't rotate inside the split socket. The part that rotates, the split socket clamps onto, and then that whole peg I think rotates. So you're not, like, grinding inside the socket necessarily. And maybe I missed something, and there's, some, there's like, some kind of, you know, like a um, a 90 degrees in the other axis, like, maybe, like, T-bar that seals over the top to hold it together. Uh, maybe I just missed that in the video coverage I saw. But, like, yeah. Uh, that said, uh, the smartest thing MPG Raiden could do is get the torso bots out fast so that we understand how everything comes together. Uh, but I don't know if they're scheduled to be the next ones that come out or not. The, one of them was the first one that came out, so we just need us that we need us that pelvis boy, and then we can start sorting out how all this stuff works. Although I get the feeling the the pelvis boy might be the last one. I'm getting that vibe. If the waist joint hasn't been sorted out yet, you are probably correct, <laughs> which is a bummer. Uh, and also, as I understand it, despite the the chest boy being out no one knows how the shoulders connect and i'm like well that's freaky <laughs> it's like a predaking situation where the arm bots are actually holding the chunk it takes to connect them it could be and that would be sick like if they if they gaugai guard together inside the chest i think that would be a great solution and really on topic like with if they linkage together inside the torso but like I, Again, I like, don't like, think it's I, I don't think it's going to be that to that ex, to that extreme. Maybe, but I just, I'm really I, I, worried I, I, about. Yeah. You're good, good. I, I I just I just feel like all the connection engineering is going to be it's like somewhere in those arm bots. 
It like, could not, be, not, but like, just like I, I'm just really freaked out about the idea of all of it being in the arm bots and like none of it identifiably being on the torso. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> unless it's all in pel- maybe Pelvis Boy goes up and like has the shoulder connections in there too. Like it's a it's a Studio Series Devastator kind of situation where like oh, there's or, a lot of heavy or, lifting. Like 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 I'm I'm thinking Magna Boss where like oh sorry like Magna Boss yeah, comes yeah. up. Yeah, it comes up and like folds over the sides. Yeah, sorry, no. Devastator was because um, they had they had Demolisher handling the shoulders and Devastator still. I, I guess because Devastator like Demolisher was the shoulders, but like only the shoulders, so it was still kind of a uh, a uh, we were waiting for Overload to be like the keystone that kind of like made everything make sense. Um. Anyway, I, I won't ramble too much because it's only a prototype. But yeah, I, I have a vested interest in this because I like I like me some Gatai, and I think. I think that the also MPG Raiden I think is getting dunked on super hard for not being the Moon Studios one and I think it's not all like it makes sense aesthetically the Moon Studios one I think works a lot more for you know folks who just want like nice big chunky robots it's just like at times I'm like look Moon Studios as far as I know people are satisfied with it but like we got to we we got to talk about those shoulders still like the <laughs> the shoulders still mean something uh Anyway, um, there was some other stuff that came out there, but it was nothing that was like huge. You know, this is where we saw um, breakdown in calf mode. He looks like Wild Rider. Uh, I, I, I was I was more hyped to to get to the other the the big buzzworthy news. It's going to be Target Geek Out. What's Target Geek Out? Is that an event or is that just a branding thing? I we don't, don't have Target. No, I think I I think it's 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 not an event. It's not an event. I think I think they just <laughs> okay. tried to. I think they. I think I think they just tried to use a buzzword in a boardroom. I think that's what happened here. Okay, because because whatever the case, there's more buzzworthy coming. And the big news, I didn't know this was big news till I looked at the replies on social media to the news items. This seems to actually be pretty big news. Studio Series Forty Four BB, Leader Optimus Prime with the Dark of the Moon Circle trailer. It's just a reissue in Buzzworthy packaging. And there are a lot of people excited about this because apparently that leader class circle trailer Optimus has become tremendously hard to find and costs a lot when you do, according to the comment sections I read. So there's a lot of studio series figures that ended up that way. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And honestly, if that's the case, this is a perfect use of a of a retail exclusive capsule like Buzzworthy. Just to go like, all right, here, we reissued your Rare Studio Series leader. Because it's like, yeah. so you can do that with the Coneheads then. Right? <laughs> Conehead three-pack? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't say a three-pack. Honestly, I feel like... I feel like thrust might be the odd man out but i could see dirge and ramjet i mean they're the ones who literally never came out in canada it's just like thrust was also hard to find so i want a three pack uh but no this this is huge news as far as i can tell and and great news for anyone who missed out on that that circle trailer prime because it's a cool figure and it's one that integrates with jetfire as well so you know it's it's worth tracking down uh at least i now now i'm immediately second guessing myself this is the one that integrates happily with Jetfire, right i don't know i never picked this one up 
Oh, there's there's a whole thing because this is based on the other Optimus, but has a different part, and then like you need to swap in a part on the other Optimus to use. I don't know. This is a whole thing, but uh, anyway, that's yeah, that's the look, big good I news. Look all this up now. Yeah, look this all up now. Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get to the other news now, and I'm being really mean to it. I'm sorry, but uh, the other the other buzzworthy geek out exclusives are Nest ver- Nest versions of movie Ratchet and movie Bone Crusher as undercover Nest robots uh, in Nest vehicle forms, and they look fine. Uh, and it's it's just kind of funny that like like who is it? Sam Smith was literally describing them as as fictional versus the rest of series which is non-fiction i guess uh but it's for it's for stuff that never happened in the movies it's just as it's a hypothetical fun time thing what if ratchet you know was was in nest colors what if bone crusher infiltrated nest and i i love the idea of of all movie decepticons bone crusher being an espionage operative when like he's the one who roller skates through the highway and flips a bus over uh they're uh, they're not bad toys these deluxes. So like if you missed out on them and you think the nest colors are cool, then there you go. I'm I'm not terribly interested in them. Maybe the Bone Crusher if I see it like on sale or something. But because uh, I, I like Bone Crusher. But uh, they they as far as I could tell, these actually got vastly overshadowed for a lot of people by the the I guess reissue of Circle Trailer Optimus. Um, I mean, I mean like the Circle Trailer Optimus as we have so uh, christened him. Yes, uh, I, I I see that as like a far more desirable version because it is like an all-in-one Optimus. I am re- I am I am reading it up now. So yes, yes, uh, the leader class Jetfire comes with this little piece that does attach onto this one and allows them to combine. Hmm. Uh, it's colored wrong. Uh, it's color matched to the uh, original Studio Series Zero Five release. Which is not compatible with Jetfire. That's right. It was so, a complicated thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it's this extra piece that allows it. Uh, the figure it fits to doesn't match its color, and the figure its color matched to doesn't fit the piece. Yeah. Uh, I, I I remember it was a whole thing, and I remember I rem- I tried to memorize all of it, and then I completely forgot it before I even got Jetfire. I just assumed that he needed to go with this one. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, TJ. I don't know. Do you have any? This is a weird question. Do you have any interest in the nest colorway? Okay, less so. Do you think the nest colorway is interesting? Uh, frankly, no. Um, yeah. it's it's just it's military grays and blacks, and you know, you know, like in the right situation, that can look super cool and intimidating. Here, it just it 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 looks like I just like turned all this color saturation down on the two existing toys and that's the color scheme yeah I'm, I'm surprised how much it's not exciting me on bone crusher and I'm, I think it's because on bone crusher if he's not bone white I want him to be like pitch black with neon highlights and this is too middle of the road for me like it's it's not popping it's just there uh so hey, still neat neat idea. I'm sure Target was hyped because Target was probably like, "Give us more," and they were like, "Uh, okay, here, <laughs> have these." Uh, 
I'm surprised. Right. Like the last few Target exclusives seems to have been a pestilence. Yeah, I I wonder like I really wonder if this was just Target like like just pounding fist on the table, give us more to sell, and they were like, We just gave you we just this whole Velocitron Speedia five hundred collection. What else okay, sure, I don't know. Buzzworthy. We'll, we'll do a reissue and here, they're nest colors. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that just I'm seems curious. to me like the story of all these like like all all of these style of exclusives where it's just like you one new Voyager and it's just a solid case. Or, you know, like right now, like I can go to one of my targets and I can just I can get any as any number of pterosaurs and uh, raw chicken Dinobots as I could possibly want. And there's oh, some there's 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 one target where I can still go get uh, Silver Streak, and it's like seven bucks now damn but it's still there <laughs> he's 45 bucks still in canada jesus <laughs> uh yeah i i don't i mean this is the curse of canada and curse of toys r us is that the the now newly puppeted corpse of canadian toys r us has buzzworthy so it's trapped it's trapped in the zombie mm-hmm. uh bunker but uh yeah Apparently, hey, I did. I did hear. Apparently, we got creatures collide. Finally, I didn't even want to look at the price. I haven't checked yet. I'll look later. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, outside of that, we got some other uh, big exclusive news. Uh, I I assume, as we as I kind of joked before, I assume these will get debuted at PulseCon, but literally out on shelves in more than one territory. Uh, wave two of the deluxes for Velocitron Speedia 500 collection. We finally got to see Shadow Striker. No, it was Shadow Strip. It was Shadow Strip. It was the word Shadow Striker, and then the part where it cut off was just the letter P. Whole lot of people went like, were "You, were you trolling? <laughs> were you trolling us?" <laughs> uh, because I mean that's a really specific odd decision to make it's g2 it's g2 drag strip but renamed shadow strip which as, as you mentioned tj like are they going to rename all of the stunicons if they do them all in g2 colors are we going to get like uh like uh aqua down you know are we gonna are we gonna get uh uh purple master but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's drag strip. Drag strip is currently the best deluxe stunticon in Legacy. So even if this is a one-off, this is a good toy in cool colors. Um, and the the part where the toy can split in half is really inconsequential to the entire design. So uh, it's looking pretty cool. But then the the, the wave mate redeco uh, of uh, I think Earthrise uh, Mirage with the toy head. I think. Uh, yes, yes. Sword, because Mirage is with two and a half toys now, so it's hard to keep track. But it's Decepticon Crasher. No GoBot universe for us. I'm mad. Uh, but it's Crasher, <laughs> so I'm I'm into it. But I'm I, you you put Diaclone universe on things. You won't put GoBot universe on this. Uh, <laughs> it looks it looks all right though. I mean, we'd seen this leaked um, to the point where it was leaked in a way where we actually a lot of people were like, "Is that custom? Is this all a big thing?" But no, it's real. It's been bought. Um, this is your wave two deluxes. Uh, these two, or these are your wave two deluxes. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about these? Especially now that you can go and see in hand reviews of them, if you even would like to. <laughs> I mean, I do love both of these. Like, 
I am, like I said, I am fascinated that we are getting new identities for G2 Stunicons. Like, that alone is, like, that alone, like, interests me in a way it really shouldn't, because it's just names. But, like, there's such a decision there to completely separate them from their G1 selves that has me kind of curious. Like, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that is, like, significant in some way, or if it's just a matter of, do we really want retailers to just look at another drag strip and go and like try and buy that or do they feel like like we just have to rename it just so someone is actually going to stock it yeah like I, I what I'll say is I don't think they were trolling I think it is actually just a really funny coincidence <laughs> that yeah. that happened yeah um, but uh, yeah I mean, I mean renaming them it's yeah it's weird because, like, hang on, let me look at something here. I, I realize, yeah, it says G2 Universe. So, like, you didn't have to rename them, actually. You <laughs> said G2 Universe True. Drag Strip. Would have been fully accurate. I wonder, what I wonder, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm just going to double check this. I, I don't see it in the ad copy. I wonder if the, in, 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 uh, the uh, implication is that this isn't drag strip. This is in fact a new character called Shadow Strip. That's that's something so I'd like to know. The thing, yeah. So the thing to remember here is that this is technically the first time that the G two Stunicons have ever been sold at retail. Yes, because uh, that box set was. I forgot how that box set worked. Now that was such a long time ago. That was like a, that was like a shared exclusive thing. The way yeah, we yeah. have selects now. Right, right, right. But we, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there might just be an opportunity to just, like, introduce them to, like, the general masses as, like, this new set of characters here. Which, honestly, like, I'm not against. Like, yeah. it's kind of cool, or, like, I mean, I mean, it's still, like, they're still linking it to drag strip with the names, so it almost, like, is this, like, is there, like, a covert team of Stunicons where they have, like, different code names? Yeah, and like in the G two universe, is that a thing that happened? I'll I'll just say the thing again. It would be cool if there was fiction to go with the the speedy. There is. There's a manga, so maybe it'll get touched on in there in some kind of fun way. Uh, but I yeah, I, w- I wish there was like a reliably like upfront fiction that I could just look at right now that would mm-hmm. sort of get into this because this this is this is something you could plumb for some really cool ideas fiction wise. Um, yeah. It, it it excites my brain. It, it at least gets my head cannon muscle twitching. Um, so we'll see. I guess. I hope at PulseCon they can at least give a wry, you know, eyebrow waggle answer to whether or not we're going to see the other Stunicons done like this, or if this is just like a one off for Velocitron. Because um, there's nothing that ties the, the Stunicons together production wise, right? So they don't really have to do the other ones. Yeah, they don't have to. No, no. And the thing is that because all of their combining technology is tied to Motormaster, there's really, like, nothing to even, like, make you confused. Like, oh, why does he come with a hand? You exactly. Know, or anything like that. Yeah. Like, they just function as independent toys. Yeah, and, and like, the splitting gimmick, like, we, we've lauded this already. The splitting gimmick in Dragstrip is so hidden that if you weren't, you know, terminally online, you could just buy Dragstrip because he looks cool and never know he splits in half. Like, you could mm-hmm. feasibly never know that the toy can do that. So, uh, who knows, right? Crasher is exciting because they got the name Crasher back. That's kind of cool. 
Yeah. That that is super cool to see the name Crasher next to a Decepticon emblem. Yeah. Um it's just I think it's it's uh it's how do you put this? I think it's cowardly that they didn't say GoBot Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I, I, I know there's still eternally a weird thing about GoBots because of Hanna-Barbera um, and that like technically Warner Brothers was or still is selling GoBots DVDs. I'm not sure if they've stopped doing that yet. Um, so I think that's why, if there was ever going to be a reason why. If, if it's Warner Brothers, give them time. They're stopping every other cartoon. Yeah, I just found out they apparently are are just doing the thing. Uh, well, is it them or is it? I can't even keep track anymore. Who owns who? But like the the nasty Warner Brothers thing is happening to Final Space now, which is utterly depressing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's that's an, that's another genius move uh, from the people who canceled theories like Infinity Train that was doing fantastic. And it, with Final Space, it it actually made me mad knee-jerk mad because i was like you know who needs this the least the guy who did final space this has been the story mm-hmm. of his life for the last like two years so like, like leave him alone holy crap <laughs> uh but uh yeah like that i i assume that's at least part of that or maybe it's completely valid they might just be like we don't want to dilute the brand with something that could still be seen as like you know not transformers or whatever Whereas Diaclone is... There's part of that that probably, like, still wants to keep GoBot's universe separate somehow. Yeah, yeah. And for, like, for whatever not, reason. Yeah, not quite integrate it. Exactly. And, and that's fine. It, it, it says Crasher, you know? like I, So we know who it is. There's no cuteness about, ooh, it's Fracture, you know? Like, we, yeah. we know who this yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like and on like honestly like if you're going to like and I'm gonna here I'm gonna do this I'm gonna put like the official air quotes around the word I'm about to use if you're going to promote a GoBot into a full fledged Transformers character I think Crasher is the one to do it to yeah uh, Crasher and Cycle I just tweeted this because uh, Thu was talking about this on Twitter like just GoBot characterizations and I was like yeah Crasher and Cycle. Uh, they have no parallel equals in Transformers media. They're they're very uniquely the GoBots, uh, and Psykill is mired in years of being a weird uh, sicko punchline. So Crasher is the one who could easily ascend, uh, and did through Fracture like years ago. So this, this is good. This is good to see. It'd be great to get mm-hmm. a Crasher who looks more like Crasher though someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping this is like one of those baby steps things. Like this, if this does well, like next time we get a Mirage toy, they'll actually do a new head. Yeah, and you know, absolutely. If someone wants to argue it, they're not wrong that the head already is kind of the right shape. You know, it's got the dome thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is a logical redeco, and it looks like it looks like Crasher. I'm not going to say, oh, this is unrecognizable, but like, I would love to see a, a Crasher from the ground up to resemble Crasher and give her a slight redesign. I, yeah. but like. Yeah, I need the wit. I need the widow's peak, and and I need the hench. I need, like the hench shoulders. That's a big part of Crasher to me. Mm, yeah, uh, this has hench shoulders. Like this has wide shoulders. This design, but like Crasher, to me, part of her visual design is that she's got a cowl over her head, like a dome cowl that flows into this shoulder hench that makes her look like she can friggin' crush heads for fun. You know, like that's that's part of the Crasher right. look to me. Um, but yeah, this is exciting. And Velocitron, absolutely my favorite retail capsule in years. Uh, it looks gorgeous on the shelf. 
it it kind of proves a point about the efficacy of packaging stuff in in alt mode and like what that can do aesthetically. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a shame that it's it's hand in hand with Windows going away because like not having them be able to kind of float in the package uh it sort of does it sort of undoes some of the good of <laughs> packaging them in alt mode like the current state of packaging mm-hmm. is actually perfect for robot mode packaging but nonetheless I, I am still happy that they're doing this for for this capsule it's it's fun uh but yeah i'm excited about these uh i also will update i went to look creatures collide is four deluxes. Deluxes at Toys R Us are now $45 each, right? Uh, in Canada. Mm. Creatures Collide is 130 Canadian. It's the same price that Worlds Collide was <laughs> when it came out before Toys R Us in Canada became a zombie. So, hey. <laughs> that's that's still... I'll do the conversion. I'll do the conversion. That is, that is still 95 US dollars, so it still is more expensive than in America. But, hey, uh, I think that makes it a better choice than trying to get someone to ship you Creatures Collide from the States unless they bust everything out and put it in a bubble mailer, right? So... Right. Little things. I I was genuinely certain it was going to be priced at, like, 200 bucks if it came out up here. So I'm I'm really... (laughs) I'm really happy that it's quote unquote only 130 and tax. Uh, I'm still not going to buy it on site. I'm going to wait, but if if it goes on sale, maybe. Anyway, um, that's the Velocitron news. Uh, still don't know who won, but you know we'll find out as the manga goes on. We got us a listener queue here. This is from Kevin Sig. Uh, uh, the question reads as follows: You recently discussed the question of who you'd want to take over Transformers if Hasbro Takara lost the rights. In that discussion, you briefly mentioned third parties, but avoided it because of the legal Gordian knot of a Pandora's box that would entail. Well, tough. This is a completely hypothetical discussion, and I'm not going to let you get away with this. I want to know, if you absolutely had to hand off the Transformers franchise over to a single group, who would it be? I suggest you think in terms of what company would be best at working with Hasbro's current limitations and what kind of Transformers can be produced. And I'm just going to fill in a gap here. I am pretty sure Kevin Sig means third-party unofficial group. Otherwise, we widen the field again. And I think this is meant to be focused on the stuff we wrote off as impossible. Uh, Okay. Because otherwise, I was going to once again say, like, we should be looking to a couple Korean companies and Beast Box, basically. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, (laughs) essentially, yes. But uh, no, if uh, if some third party companies with their current just with their current production pipelines and whatnot, I guess because there's a big question of their production styles and their factories versus Hasbro's, which I think is a giant chasm in the floor <laughs> that you'd have to be ignoring uh, in this. Like like TJ, who who do you think would? I, I have an idea, but I'm wondering who you th- who are thinking of. So uh, I'll give you I'll give you the secret here. I'll give you the secret of, you know, you know, why we went the direction we did last time, is that I know nothing of third-party <laughs> companies these days. I don't know who's still running. I don't know who made what. I don't follow it. I don't buy it. I don't. I'm totally out of the loop on this one. <laughs> I was happy with the answers we gave before dodging this. <laughs> Pandora's box, as it was called, because I have no key to open it. That's all right. Like I, I, 
I like the one company. The one company I would think of is just like, yeah, these people make really good stuff. Uh, would be New Age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh... as far as it's like, because like some of the engineering that they've come up with at the size they've come up with is absolutely amazing. And there is that part of me was like, if I could get like full size toys as like a whole line like this, like it would be amazing. Yeah, my my answer was also going to be New Age, and I'm going to couch this by saying my answer is actually Mastermind Creations. However, I suspect New Age would be able to slip into the limitations of a Hasbro quicker because they are making tiny things. So I think it's just logically their stuff might end up working better because Mastermind Creations stuff is elaborate uh on on the ground level not like not like complicated elaborate necessarily but like their stuff would have to figure out how to downsize whereas i think new age their stuff would still have to downsize like complexity style but one thing new age could do immediately which is something i want them to do right now is they could ditch the baking paint immediately and that would probably remove a colossal part of their current production overhead <laughs> so uh, uh, grudgingly, I think New Age is the answer here. I think Magic Square is, uh, they're, they're a little bit too, and this is why I like them more, they're a little bit too, um, um, the word I'm kind of looking for here is artsy, but like, Magic Square are eccentric in, a, in, a, in some specific ways, and I don't think that they would just gel into doing Hasbro stuff. New Age is not that eccentric in their designs. They are, I think, very safe in how they design stuff in a way that would glide into official transformers more smoothly. Mastermind would glide in the easiest without budgetary concerns. But the question did mention Hasbro's current limitations. And with that in mind, I then say new age with that not in mind, I'd say mastermind creations. Uh, cause mastermind basically make, um, very large toys that to me have the, the spirit of really good, just, fun mainline toys. Uh, I just think that with li- current limitations, they would have to kind of scale back a little. Well, you know, though, okay, here's the thing I'll say. Mastermind, know- <laughs> Mastermind knows how to do- how to design a toy to be r- slightly retooled and redecoed three to five times effectively. They know how to do that. New Age just do redecos and then occasionally they take it. Well, no, okay, they've just sort of taken swings with the retool game as well. They're they're learning. I think Mastermind's better at it, but okay, New Age could still be it. It's it's between those two. It really is between. I think it's between those two. And can can New Age can they strip the painting part out and just make it work? If they have if they have to do more than that, I think then they start to stumble. If Mastermind have it in them to just know how to do the core of their toys. Like that, go like, oh, we'll just we'll take that level of complexity off, then they get it. It would be a war. It would be the bidding war between the two of them. That's my answer. I can al- I can already hear the war. It's it's happening in your head. Oh, it's a go- like, it's kind of. I can fun. hear the. I can hear the gears turning, grinding to a halt, stripping themselves, and being replaced. Oh, it's so good! It's so good! It's, they're, they're pouring out of my ears. Uh, someone else is going to yell. Why didn't you say Iron Factory? I don't think Iron Factory. Uh, are able to dial it back. They're eccentric too. It's just Iron Factory is eccentric in a way a lot of people don't notice all the time compared to Magic Square, but like Iron Factory are super eccentric. 
and I don't think they could dial it back. Uh, they have a thing they like to do. Um, same with Magic Square. New Age, New Age is so like, willing to sell out. <laughs> <laughs> so like New Age has this like there is this spirit to it now where I feel like they're getting into that realm of just like like how did like retooling one thing into like how does that happen like they they're they're the people who figured out how to retool cyclonus into depth charge yeah no absolutely they they are they're up there which is a crazy yeah like that that's like that is on par with how many things silverbolt became to me yeah like the (laughs) fact that the fact that combiner war silverbolt is also a turtle the the only reason i don't want to oversell their their retooling redeco game is because let's be real they they blow those numbers up with with translucent versions, and uh, yeah yeah and like I don't think those translucent versions ever really look all that great. I don't know why they keep doing it. It's got to <laughs> just be someone in the company wants no. to make them. Uh, yeah. So they, I think they kind of blow it up a little bit with that. But they got games still. They got game and, and Mastermind. It's just Mastermind was doing it first, so I feel like Mastermind have a bigger knowledge base on how to do that stuff effectively already by comparison with new age catching up uh pretty well but uh, yeah that's a, that's okay, answer. um I, I will i will say this and someone marked it what episode number is this what episode number is it where are we we're on uh, 624 624 all right all right in defense of the clear plastic versions holy this is the <laughs> only time you're gonna hear this it is something that is very popular in Asian design, and you see it in the Gundam toys because it is actually pretty common to see all translucent versions of toys over there. Especially like gun, you know, all clear Gundam models is a big thing. Especially the ones where you can see the internal mechanics. A lot of times they end up being exclusives mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but like. There is a track record for why they're producing like all clear variants uh, for everything they produce. It does bulk the numbers, and yeah, like outside of a star scream, it makes no sense. But they've obvi- obviously they picked obviously they like identified a market because like it's it is a thing for some collectors, and like it seems to sell it you know as well as anything else they put out. I I completely concede that point. Like that makes sense to me. Um, and, and also I will, like, I'll say, I don't see, I don't see literally zero people excited about the, the clear versions. There's always someone who's like, well, that looks cool. But like, I, I just think it's kind of funny how they do it for literally everything. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I always wonder like, is this just like something that clears the mold out before they retire it, but they sell it. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that, 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 that's how I would answer this one. Um, I don't obviously I don't have like an encyclopedic knowledge of third party companies anymore either because there's like there are a couple that just operate in price levels I don't interact with enough but like I think that's also why they wouldn't be good for taking over Transformers so I, I think it kind of it's it, it self corrects uh, the gaps in my own knowledge base um, TJ since it's just the two of us and we've got a little bit of time I had another listener question where I felt like Aaron would be left out on this one. So, how about we hit this one, too? Uh, eh, that's fair. This is from Destron Supreme. You'll understand what I mean in a second. Dear TFW Podcast Champions, quote, 
I am a simple person. I like Transformers. I like wrestling. I want to know what a Cybertronian wrestling company would look like. And you all seem like the people who could appreciate such a milestone in sports entertainment. I want to know what would happen if you lot were the bookers of the Cybertronian Wrestling Federation. Who would your who would be your main baby face and top heel who populates the mid-card and intercontinental championship scene? Who would be your jobbers? All I'm going to say is that this is a question that's been rattling in my head for years. Ever since I began headcanoning that Sunstreaker was the Ric Flair analog for a wrestling company before the war. Don't ask me why I have that headcanon. I think it just materialized one day. His horsemen would have been Sideswipe Tracks and Power Glide. Now get making this card, pal, or you're fired! Click. Uh, I will say he spelt head cannon like a literal cannon, but in the case of it being the context of carnies, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I I have trouble thinking about this because I think if you just apply protagonist antagonist leads to these roles, it's almost like not in the spirit of what we're trying to solve here. Because if there's one thing that true wrestling companies are good at doing, it's avoiding logical choices. To a detriment sometimes. <laughs> so Optimus and Megatron, well, I don't think, yeah. would be involved in this. <laughs> no. So here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is really important. We need to like to do the to do this in particular, all the faction stuff has to be completely thrown out. Yes. Because otherwise you're completely defying the spirit of like heels and faces, face turn, heel turn. Like you you need you need that unpredictability. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like Optimus Prime, like Optimus Prime goes like goes Hollywood and like lays out Bumblebee from behind. All of a sudden, like if you yeah, if you want that, like, then wouldn't have that. If you want you Autobots versus that, Decepticons, though. you have a certain year of WCW, right? And that's about it. <laughs> you have you have you have Hollywood Hogan and his. I mean, that's what your that's, that's what your nemesis Prime is, though. Oh, geez. it's Hollywood Hogan. Oh, is this the same guy. That'd be ridiculous. I mean, I kind of like it. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know that I want to like necessarily fill out all the roles here because, like, unless someone really jumps to mind. No, no, no. no. Um, but like, my, my immediate one is it's mostly things I'd like to see done that like real life people can't do. So, uh, for instance, there's, I don't watch a ton of this stuff. I mostly watch clips on YouTube because that's where all the funny story things happen, and that's my favorite part. Um, outside of like. Mm-hmm. I watched I watched that thing with with what's his, with Walter and Ilya Dragunov because I heard it was cool and it actually was cool because they were like smacking each other really hard, um, but I would love to see I would love to see the the uh, Ezekiel thing done but with actual clones, like the actual like with the actual <laughs> clones, so that it turns out no they're they actually are clones of each other, uh, there actually are two of them. <laughs> it's not a big funny thing. Uh, I think that would be fun. Uh, I don't know, TJ. Have you got any 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 identities popping into mind here? I mean, in the the spirit of the question here is like like who like who are your top faces, who are your top heels, like who are you like booking this around? Um, like like there's there's part of me that like really feel like I'm 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 trying to think of like traditional. I'm not trying to think of like oh like who is my macho man? Like who yeah. is my you know. I'm not trying to think that like, like, like I'm I'm trying to think more like in like traditional archetypes. Yeah. So like, who's my who's my patriot? Like, who's like waving like the Cybertronian flag down to the ring? Uh ooh. Hmm. Because I'm also immediately wanting to not like not go um, with the obvious stuff. 
because uh, I'm thinking if I think Patreon, like that's probably Ultra Magnus. Like, like as far as like yeah, a, yeah. a big loud patriot guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Magnus. I could see for that. Um, I, I, um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the 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 journeyman uh, jobber bad guy is Stranglehold. Uh, not just because of like the, the now you just put like, like he, it's just because of the name. No, it's not. And it's not just because he looks like a pro wrestler with a mustache. Uh, but there's something about about <laughs> the, the vibe he has. He looks like the guy who's the big tough guy who also never wins. That's what, that's the vibe I'm getting. He he goes around making okay. people look good. Um, I also yes, I did want to work him in because the mustache feels very eighties. Uh, like like I. I've- I feel like I feel like the pretenders are cheating because they all kind of look like pro wrestlers. They are, but like I think we gotta fit one in. And I think it's gotta be Stranglehold. Like that that dude that dude looks like he he speedballs cocaine and steroids nasally. <laughs> uh, I've got I've <laughs> got a guy in AEW that you need to see. <laughs> that's, that's basically his character. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of other archetypes, though. Uh, what, what would like, you say? Who's your heavy? Who's your giant? Uh, oh, I'm a giant. Um, it's got to. Be, I, I would actually just. I'd go to IW two. Uh, what was her name? The uh, is it Titanica? Was that the actual name? Like the one who was who was nearly Titan sized. Never liked transforming. If not, if that's if oh, that's God, too I obvious, can... then I would say Striker. Strike is good. I was thinking Lugnut potentially. Lug so Lugnut, I feel like is the the large guy who also actually always loses. <laughs> like him and Stranglehold poor, feel like like the guys poor who Lugnut. Well, like, like Lugnut and Stranglehold look look to me like they're the guys who look like they win a lot, but actually never do. Like they're the ones where you just mm-hmm. buy the idea. Oh, those guys must kick a lot of asses. But like, if you actually go, if you go diving in the tapes, you're like, wait, they've never won. They just look like they do, so that the the good guys who fight them look really cool for winning. Like that, like Lugnut gives right. me that vibe. Like Lugnut, he's never, he's he's maybe won once in a while when he was younger, and and that's the footage they use for his entrance. But like, he he mm-hmm. just he gives the impression, oh, Lugnut's dangerous, but like he's never actually won. I guess that's the vibe I got. I was thinking of him for that 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 role. Uh, All right, uh, I've got my top. I've got my top face in mind. All right, and uh, my top face is going to be Springer. Yeah, I see. Actually, that's friggin'. I don't know why, but yeah, that's a one hundred percent. He's got the vibe because he's got that act. He's got that action hero bravado to him. He's got like, that. He has that confidence level. He's a total hangman Adam Page. He just looks like a guy who is Kinda. He, like he's he's a guy who's like there's nothing really defining about him, but he also seems like he should be a top like character. Mm-hmm. But he's just a green guy with a sword. But he also just seems like he should be a top character. Uh, yeah. Here's so so here's the one that might like this is also the one we, we got to fit in. Who's the creepy supernatural guy? And I think maybe as a rule, let's just say it's not Bludgeon. Oh, 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 okay. Because I think Bludgeon is the the immediate answer, so I want to know if there's someone else. Do we have mi- like <sighs> Mind Wipe as a Papa Shango or something? 
Oh, I'm... okay. That that is amusing. Because I think mind what uh... mind wipe feels like a Papa Shango, like an and not the Undertaker, but still spooky supernatural one. You'd think would have something to do with the Undertaker, but it actually doesn't. Oh, I'm trying to remember who was the one from IDW 1.0 that was so creepy. Uh, you thinking of Sunder? Yeah. I can see that. Sunder would be more of like a uh the the creepy like like giant though. He'd be a cane. He'd be like the the one who's like creepy but also okay, yeah, is like Yeah, Kane's a better Kane's a better fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so I, I have a I have another top face idea cuz this like this one just jumped to mind immediately. Strongarm absolutely mm-hmm. would be just like the the one who's on every single TV show. Uh Strongarm's got oh, the yeah. Springer vibe. 100%. Just like, you you seem like you're someone who just, like, is on TV all the time. I mean, Strongarm is just very babyfaced, too, because she's very much played by the book, by the rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a good a good foil for, for like, um, for, for cheaty heels, that kind of thing. Um, who else jumps to the- Strongarm was another one that jumped to mind. Like, cr- Crash, like, you, you, like, that, like, that, I, I imagine, like, Crasher is the main rival there yeah yeah crasher crasher fish is absolutely like, like a like a like a psycho luna vachon kind of vibe oh and you know what psykill as the veteran manager type like the jerry lawler or whatever the the freddie blassie like psykill the the one that was the one that was more famous in another territory yeah psykill had a famous run nobody ever saw but he, but when we see him on tv he is just telling people what to do like he never he never gets in on the action. He's always yelling at people from the side. The cycle is an absolute manager. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking the only other the only other things I think that that like jump to mind is like caricatures to fill in. Who's a Bobby Heenan? Uh, and who's an Ultimate Warrior? Who's mm. uh, who's a roided out dirtbag that everyone hates working with? <laughs> <laughs> Overexcitable, but not really good at what he does. Yeah, like he he thinks he he thinks very highly of himself. He thinks highly of the art form until he, until no one wants to do anything with him. In which case, is actually all like a lousy business in the first place. Uh, <laughs> Prowl, no, not Prowl. Prowl's not big enough. Um, <laughs> no, no. Oh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, Big Daddy. Big Daddy came in. He's mm. also a car. He's also a car robot. It's like no, I'm going to be great at this. My name is Big Daddy. I've I've got an entire lore in my head. I've written comic books about myself, and everyone's like, "Yeah, but, but Big Daddy's Big Daddy's a dirtbag." Everyone hates working with Big Daddy. Even Dirtbag works hates working with with Big Daddy. <laughs> Dirt Dirtbag. I forgot how many Transformers are called Dirtbag. I'm just pretty sure at least one is called Dirtbag. Uh, I'm going to double check that. But Dirtbag would be our Brooklyn Brawler, I think. Yeah, there's a transformer called Dirtbag. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, his only thing in the Ninja Turtle character for a while. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the one of the auto rollers. This is the uh, the dump truck auto roll. Oh yeah, that's totally a Brooklyn brawler. This is big idiot. He's just <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I, are there any other caricatures? The the the. I'm trying to think. It's, I'm trying to think. We didn't really have like a top heel. Like who's 
Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, like, like, do you have one? I, I think I got one. It's really like, like who, who's the, who's the one who's so good at making you hate them that you're actually in love with them? Starscream, a good Starscream. Just like there's a lot of Starscreams to pick yeah. from, but like the essence of a, of many good Starscreams absolutely fits that role. Oh, the the ego, the cowardly streak when it's time to actually put up or shut up. Yeah, and then like also the occasional like like actual like really efficient at 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 winning sometimes like almost shockingly so. It's like I, sometimes this guy's actually mm-hmm. really good at this. Like you forget because he's such a he's such a coward. Uh, he told I think he totally fits in. Right, right. Uh, he's he's got the he's got the the promo skills as they say. You know, he's a talker. Like totally fits. Um, I can I can absolutely see him coming down to the ring with the crown and the cape. I think the MicroMasters, uh, a lot of MicroMasters, uh, other than Big Daddy, I think also are are populating this MicroMasters and uh, and a lot of vehicle mode Transformers that have like their own little gimmick lines, Sparkabots and whatnot. I think they totally fill out the indies. Like they all look like main characters, but they never they didn't figure out how to get onto TV. They, okay, uh, let's see. Because Big Daddy's like yeah, okay. a chip so on his we, shoulder. Because he's like, I'm not a, I'm not true, an Indies. True. I'm not Indies. I'm big time. I'm Big Daddy. We, <laughs> I mean, as long as we're bringing up the MicroMasters, like we would be remiss if we do not mention the actual pro wrestler amongst Transformers, who is Road Handler. Yeah, Ro- Road Handler. Is the indie darling who? Oh, Roadhand is the indie darling who totally runs the the intercontinental circuit. Like that's our that's that's your uh, your your Claudio. It's a hundred percent your Claudio Castanoli. Yeah, that's your workhorse. Yeah, yeah. Roadhand Roadhandler, in fact, best worker in the business. But everyone's like, well, red red car, another red car. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think that totally works. Um, yeah, I, there's no, other characters. Like, I don't want to get into like you know who's the who's the big boss guy who runs the company thing. That's getting too far into like one company. I think. So, yeah. This this this. Yeah. I think we I think we got this sorted. Like a lot of, a lot of those those things like mm-hmm. you know mid card to to top card people. We can, yeah we were good. Hey, we're good at this. We should run a we should run a company. Um, <laughs> go go get silver spooned into having a billion dollars so you can uh, hire people and get. One of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me talk. Let me talk to my dad who owns a football team. Yeah, yeah. Just get on that, and we'll we'll be good. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for the questions, uh, Kevin Sig and Destron Supreme. Um, We're going to close this one up by talking a little bit uh, off topic about things that are off topic from the Transformers TM. Um, I got something I can talk about. TJ, how about you? Have you got something you can talk about? Um. Not not especially like off topic. The only thing I got was a new Switch game. Ooh, which and, game? Uh, you know that's uh, Splatoon three. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the, the entire swathes of my Twitter timeline are being devoured by by new Splatoon. Yeah, it's it's Splatoon again. Yeah, uh, it's still <laughs> it's it's still a lot of fun. They've still they've cleaned they've cleaned it up a little bit. The single player is more fun than it was in the last few games. Oh, that's good. Uh, Nintendo Nintendo was like. Ah, God. You know, like, Nintendo has this new thing where they put some, like, insanely stupidly difficult challenge at the, like, post-credit section of the game. Just, uh, like, yeah. If you feel like torturing yourself, you can do. So, like, like 
like Mario Odyssey had like a 20 minute long level that you had had to do in one life and that was it. Is that the moon? Uh No, 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 it's beyond the moon. It's like oh oh yeah, yeah, this is like dark side of the moon. I hate, like darkest side of the moon. I so hate like, it. I tried it. I hate it. <laughs> okay, so guess what? Splatoon does that too. Oh god. And it's it's not okay, now it's a little bit more merciful in that you actually have checkpoints that you can restart at, but it also depends on the currency you've been building up in the single player, so you could run out of attempts at this. Oh god. And yeah, yeah. Uh it's five sections. Everyone is balls to the wall difficult. Uh there's there's a shoot there's a rail shooting section where you have to hit literally every target or it just dumps you in the ocean and I hate I hated it. <laughs> and then the final section is where I experienced my first bout of blinding anger. <laughs> because it's it is a gauntlet of 30 overpowered enemies and it's the enemies in the single player campaign where like like two or three is an actual threat. And this is like you have to beat 30 without dying. Like, I know who these challenges are for, and I think it's fine to have them in it, but damn, like, I wish I could, like, unsurface them sometimes. I'm like, just don't tell me. Just don't tell me. Just... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. It's like, it's a, it's also one of those Nintendo challenges, so it's like, your pot of the gold at the end of the rainbow is usually empty. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you get, you get, you get like, a, a, a set of ears you can wear, a custom little title for your online banner, and that, that's basically it. That's basically all you get from it yeah. for hours of torturing yourself. So, uh, did did you do it? I... I tried off and on for three days, and I just gave up. Yeah, that, that's that was me with the with the dark side of the moon. <laughs> Actually, I only made it two days, and I was just like, "This is too stressful." <laughs> You know what? It's you know what? It's better than trying. It's better than finding all the Koroks in tw- in uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, where the reward you get for finding literally every single one across the map is a piece of golden poop. Yeah, I I recall that. I think we had a listener question that cited that in the last couple of years. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, obviously Splatoon's big draw is not just the the single player stuff, and it, that's where a lot of people have been having fun. I've, I still haven't played Splatoon. I should give one of them a try sometime, but I haven't felt the draw yet. Well, I, I got a I got an off topic thing that's also gaming related. Uh, I didn't really I didn't get it necessarily, but I, I I have currently access to it. It's an upcoming Kickstarter um, tabletop thing called Nano Battle. PR has a video up about it already. If people are curious, what I'm talking about, but it's a, it's a, it's a cross. It's toyetic. A games are toys, but also it's it's uh, someone who may, who uh, has designed like some minifigures, you know, kind of art art cashy style minifigures, uh, and they've built a an arena battle game around it. And so uh, they're they're obviously you know they're they're revving up to do a crowdfund and they want to get some coverage of the current prototype. Uh, game crafter prototype, so the cards are really nice, uh, and it's a, it's a soloable game. You can play with multiple people, or you can just play like it has a solo system built into it as a game mechanic. Where if you if you take too long to win, then your little your little guy becomes an AI driven thing, and your your hand of cards becomes an AI deck. So it's got multi use cards, which is also kind of nice. So I've been I've been playing around with it a little bit. Um, you can uh, you know, nano battle. Go look it up if you really want to know more. I don't want to go on too too long because I. 
I'm, I'm going to do some video stuff about it. And it's also a crowdfund, and I'm like, I feel weird about going on and on about that in the midst of a podcast. But uh, it's pretty cool. I've been, I've been messing with it, and uh, I think there's some meat on the bones here. Uh, there's some, some variant stuff that I have yet to mess around with um, that I'm going to hopefully get a poke at before I, I start doing video things. But uh, it's cool, and it's also a pocket game, and I like those. Um, so it, it's tabletopy. So you got to be into playing analog games, which I know isn't everyone's thing. But uh, I'm looking forward to doing some coverage on this. And this just showed up on like Friday, so I, I played it for like about an hour or two straight uh, uh, between Friday. No, hour or two on between Friday, not straight, but between Friday night and Saturday afternoon. Uh, played a bunch and emailed the designer a billion rules questions because like. The Transformers TCG going uh, into a community-led effort uh, has given me more brain for rules nuance and, and edge cases, so I had all these questions. Just like, well, what if this and this happens? Or like, uh, if I read the wording on this, like, this is, is, is disabled uh, cards, are they a state? Or is that state applied to the AI deck on turn one? Or is the AI deck be able to, can those cards be re-disabled? So I asked, I asked lots of questions, because I'm, you know, that's what happens when you give me a game to, to figure out. Uh, but yeah. That's, that's the, the bulk of my off-topicking. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, just some, some other board gamey stuff. Um, mo- mostly little expansion things. I built up a pile of looted board game bliss and then had that shipped. But it was little things for Cloud Spire, a, little, a couple things for Hostage Negotiator, a little, a little game called Cafe Espresso, which was quite a fun little, uh, very, very fast uh, tile-laying engine-building thing. Um... Anyone that wants to ask me some questions about those things, hit me up on that Twitter. Uh, oh, and I also I also got the the Decepticon uh, core set for the Transformers deck building game, Arising Darkness. Um, the main thing I can report: if you have everything, including the the two small expansions, which are not necessarily out yet, one of them is just shipping. But if you got them at Gen Con and you got Arising Darkness and you got the core game, all fits in one box. You just have to kind of make your own insert. But I I, I did it. So it all fits in there. Um, that about does it for my uh, my off-topic, table-to- tabletop-oriented off-topicking and slight on-topicking. Um, so, uh, yeah, that uh, that brings us to a close on episode 624. TJ, thank you for joining me. We finally did it. Neither of us got hit by a car this whole time. This is true, yes. Unless, uh, unless you know, I missed something. But and, uh... Also, uh, Aaron, uh, I, I, if you're listening to this, I hope you're doing all right. I mean, if you're not, then I would have talked to you about that before you listen to a podcast episode. But uh, do send Aaron, uh, dear listeners, do send Aaron your well wishes. Uh, also, because even if he didn't get in uh, in an automotive incident, um, he's also in the midst of doing a big house move. And guess what's not relaxing to do is a big house move. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you know, send 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 him some good cheer, and uh, hey, if you're in his area, go help him already. Jiminy Cricket. Anyway, uh, we'll close out there. Thanks you all for listening. And uh, what's that noise? Is that a? I'm over eight stories up. Is that a car? Is that a car in my? Ah! Ooh, okay, sorry I'm late. Um, so I I heard Aaron couldn't make it, and I I, I got here uh, I got here as fast as I could, and you you still need a third host or uh, 
PJ? Chris? Oh, oh boy. Uh, I should probably probably just queue up the old outro music. Haha. <laughs> uh, sirens?